2: You do this very well, Doman muttered. One with a ox driver's stick, and the other with a queen's honey. Oh, very well. I will help as I can, but I do no promise to remain for another Falma. Bail Doman. Chapter thirty-nine. A cup of wine. Hello and welcome back. I'm here with my good friend Tracy. I'm here with my delightful friend Amber. And this is the road to Tarvalin. Today we continue onward in the Shadow Rising. Bum bum bum. Mm. bum, bum, bum. Good chapters. Good Indeed. chapters. Indeed. Weepy moments. Weepy moments. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: I was not I was not necessarily expecting that, but uh Yeah. Yeah. Well written. When Trolloc cook pots
2: are involved oh you know? my gosh
0: and 14 generations of ibaras buried like at one time parents
2: whoa tracy skipping ahead or oh 14. my goodness oh, sorry 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 <laughs> no it's okay spoilers how dare spoilers. I? <laughs> <laughs> should that was we go ahead that, like... and just yeah into the recap of one A cup of wine. Just one. Just one. Just one.
0: one. that's apparently all it takes. So chapter 39, a cup of wine. Elaine and Nynaeve arrive in Tanchico with a slightly sullen Tom and Julin in tow. Once off the ship, the feel of the city makes them grateful for the dangerous air the two men give off. A chance encounter with an old acquaintance helps in locating a place to stay and plan for the continued hunt for the Black Aja. Elaine has her first common room experience gets a little drunk, does a little mustache pulling, and remembers where she knows Tom from. Nynaeve has a cure for Elaine before she takes her turn to search for Queen and Teleronriode. hmm Oh, Elaine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) First off, the way that this chapter begins, they're fresh off the boat, right in the harbor, and they're like, no one will know us here. We're traveling incognito. We're off to a great start. (laughs) And it's like Bale Doman-like. I do recognize you,
0: Nynaeve, Nynaeve. My <laughs> <laughs> aged
2: grandmother. Dodson, Dodson it's here. Do
0: no you. one cares. <laughs> so fun. It's so fun.
2: We have a bit of a standoff between Bail Doman and Julen because of the Tyran, Ileana. I don't know. They hate each other. The countries mm-hmm. are pretty nationalistic and hate the other. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. We've got another interesting part of this whole exchange is Julian won't talk to Bill Doman. He's talking through Tom and Tom is responding right. to Bill Doman. And then I totally forgot that Bale Doman also knows Tom because of Whitebridge. When they get off the boat in the eye of the world, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. Like, Bale Doman knows Tom. Duh. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Right. How wild is that? Tom from book one and then the girls from book two. Like, Bale Doman just keeps
2: popping up. Bale Doman to confirmed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's always there when you need him he's so he do be handy Amber he do, he do be, be handy. He do be do be do love that love that I I wrote down something about like the the uh, Terran Ilian thing like I just is it understandable is it silly is it I don't know like, mm-hmm. like it just couldn't quite decide like should we just leave like our nation's Dislike for each other behind in the face of all of the stuff we now know, or should we
2: still be? No, of course not. No, (laughs) I feel like this is the most natural thing in the world prejudice. I think, too, though, with our American goggles on, like we have a pretty decent relationship with our neighbors up north and. Mexico, below, like, you, I, I mean, there's some people who are complete assholes. But we're going to leave mean... them out of this conversation.
0: What? But, why? I'm just kidding. It's fine.
2: <laughs> but I always think of, like, I don't know. I I feel like in Europe, like, there's always these... I mean, sometimes it's more like a stereotypical, like, ribbing between neighborly countries. Yeah. Like, the German and the French. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But... I'm thinking back to like when there was actually like wars going on, Ooh. you know, like there are some countries where, yeah, of course, if you got two people together from countries that are in the midst or like right after yeah. war, they're not going to get along too great. So I feel like this Like is, actively. Right. I feel like this is a... It's okay. I okay. believe it. It's believable to me. Okay,
0: cool. Because to me, I'm just like, that just, you guys, you have a goal now. Like, there's this big thing Tracy, there, your like... neighbor
2: could be Satan, and you would be like, well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine seeing <laughs> you here. Can I water your flowers? <laughs> uh, I don't offer to do that for people. Yeah, you're
0: right. I said, you don't even I said, do it for introduce- yourself. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my God. Oh my God. I have a plant that I need to take a picture of that These literally. flower beds like are the for blight. the
1: birds. Literally. The blight came
0: through and ate my lemon tree. The <laughs> blight
2: is me. <laughs> oh, it happens.
0: Anyway, okay, so I i just wanted to ask, and I, I, I like your perspective on it, because sometimes I just feel like little interactions seem a little harder for me to believe but like especially like putting it in perspective that way i think
2: it makes more sense yeah, the, to me the ilianers and the tyrants mm-hmm. they hate each other's faces yeah so
0: yeah that makes okay that makes more sense
2: but i mean bill Doman, pretty good guy still gets everybody a room at an inn and right two and rooms provides lots two of rooms. information
0: lots of information
2: yeah. And and we get a nice little segue about this smuggler with a heart of gold because Elaine is looking at all of these gaunt faces and all the people that are starving and even in this common room of what is it, the three plum court court. Isn't that what it is? She's kind of, like, pushing her food around, thinking about all these people that are starving. And mm-hmm. we learn that Bail Doman actually has a little... His own soup, soup kitchen? kitchen. Yeah. 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 And Rendra, not
0: Lyandrin. I love that. She's, like, for every coin he gives to the tax person or, like, doesn't, he gives two to the impoverished of the city and she's like this guy
1: yeah and Bale plays it off
0: he's like no big deal yeah yeah yeah. I love I love that I mean Bale Doman feels like one of those gruff good guys anyway and like to see him from like Brendra's point of view especially in this city that feels so dangerous like yeah and Bale Doman's is making the... good on this she's the innkeeper
2: yeah
1: yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah she's the one that, that
0: Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but she's the one that they're like, oh, it's Landren. I mean, because Landren would totally be hanging out in an inn. But I understand. I understand. Like when you see somebody who looks almost exactly like someone else and you're like, oh, my God. My husband's actually shouted down someone in a parking lot thinking it was someone <laughs> that we knew. It, it happens. happens, right? I mean, so I get that. But I like that little, Jordan didn't have to make Renda look like Landren. I like that little drop in there that, like, little things can startle you along the way. It's just kind of fun.
2: Yeah. So Tom's doing his glee man, his glee manning, glee manning, <laughs> his performing. He's
0: glee manning it up. <laughs> yeah.
2: And Elaine is really living it up. She is, I love, I love a good... A royal person, kind of incognito amongst mm-hmm. the common people. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. fun,
0: yeah. And like how she's like so prim about sitting by herself and just having that one, one At cup first, of wine. Just by wine, the and end,
2: she's like, <laughs> and then she's smacking banging on the, on the table. table
0: and <laughs> having the best time. And I just love that, like how she loosens up. As things go along, and she was like, that serving boy with the melting brown eyes, like, he's topped my cup off a few times, but not more than one cup for sure. If he
2: only <laughs> knew he was serving the daughter heir.
0: I mean, I love it when Elaine throws that around, like when she's angry about something, which comes up a little bit later. Like, it just cracks me up because it, it's the closest I feel like she gets to a bit of a tantrum. In a lot of her behaviors, and it's just—and I mean—in this one, it's more understandable.
2: And it's still kind of lighthearted; like she's mm-hmm. not being really spoiled or something about it. No, <laughs> it's no, like no. her, like her fallback. Because <laughs> I mean, she gets slapped,
1: you know? Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: How dare you? But let's let's get to the slap.
0: Well, yeah, shall I mean, we? Elaine's discovery of who Tom was in her mother's life comes like a little bit before that doesn't it
2: i think so. yeah it's yeah is that the part that she wanted to get to it's the catalyst yeah she's she's watching tom and she's going back up to her room and she doesn't go to her room she goes to tom's and she grabs him by the mustache (laughs) the mustache it's
0: like a silver horseshoe
2: She's like, you, Sorry. I remember you, and mm-hmm. she's just struck by all of these emotions, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she recognizes Tom, and being a little girl, and sitting on his lap, and pulling his mustache, mm-hmm. and she's like, you, you, you loved my mother, you were my mother's lover, mm-hmm. you mother lover. <laughs> and... <laughs> Then she kind of goes into this little tirade and she's like, First you, then Gareth Bryn and now this Right Gabriel this Gabriel character. guy. What yeah. makes
0: my mom any different from Bear
2: Lane? <gasps> Elaine, you didn't. Mm-hmm. And Tom gives her a slap and he's right. like You know what, child? Like mm-hmm. your mother's a good woman. She's mm-hmm. a very good woman and it is a lonely job being right. a queen and even a queen needs love Mm-hmm.
0: i really like i really appreciated him like pointing out like it is lonely being at the top it is lonely mm-hmm. being the queen and i mean historically speaking women who become queens as like sole rulers i mean in andor it's different because it's always a woman but like mm-hmm. that presents its own challenges like regardless of whether you're married or not really but in this case poor Morghese, like her husband is dead so she's a widow and what are your options for people that you feel like you can trust and be yeah, a lover and her husband and was confidant
2: not a great guy
0: right so. yeah so just a lot of things for elaine to kind of chew on and maybe grow up around a little bit because i mean that, that question feels kind of childish, like, what's the difference between the two? And at the same time, really valid for somebody who's, like, trying to figure out what her path is potentially going to
2: look like. Now, when I first read this, mm-hmm. I thought, I thought. You thought you <laughs> that thought? That this was leading up to being a case of, oh, my God, are you my father? You know? Oh, That's where wow. I thought this was going. Mm, okay. So I didn't see anything nefarious in this. Mm-hmm. I know that some people have kind of read this part, like Elaine flirting with Tom. And it, it happens. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, do- it doesn't feel like
0: a very flirtatious moment to me.
2: But I don't know.
0: I've, I've yeah. heard that
2: from okay. certain people but I thought she was like getting at maybe him being her father Uh or just her kind of like reverting back to this childlike state with her like pulling on the mustache and she's Mm -hmm. drunk
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: she's away from home and she's out there doing things that she never thought that she would be doing. Yeah, Maybe she's kind of lonely herself. She has naive, and as much as they are growing to being companions and friends
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they
2: still they're both very different people Mm -hmm. and it's almost like at this point they have a working relationship and not like a sisterly relationship
0: yeah they're still learning about each other I mean this is this is still very early days for the adventures of Elaine and Nynaeve and even on the ship, there wouldn't have been a whole lot of opportunities for the two of them to spend time with each other because Nynaeve is terribly seasick all the time. So yeah, that's a really good point. That's a
2: really good right. point. And she kind of made a friendship in this. Yes. Joran. Windfinder. Yes. And their goodbyes were really special.: I wrote that The down. kiss to the fingers and then the I fingers to the it. fingers. It's really sweet. But mm-hmm. here she is now kind of on her own, exploring the grand mm-hmm. world, getting absolutely shit-faced. She only believes that she has drank one cup of wine. Mm-hmm. She's, she's telling herself that. Right. And she eventually makes it to her room. Nynaeve is like, oh, girl, look <laughs> at yourself. <laughs> look in this pot of water. And she... Call back to Mother Gwena from Tier,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: the healer woman that liked to dunk men in barrels when mm-hmm, they were being mm-hmm, too feisty. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we have a little bit of waterboarding, and then <laughs> Elaine's your like, we, your "Yeah,
1: health.
2: we got it. We have to meet." We have to meet Egwene, and Nynaeve was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, that's not gonna happen. You are not going into Teleriand. You will pass out the moment your head right. hits the pillow." And Elaine's puking, and all of this stuff is going on. So Nynaeve goes in to and there she meets Brigida. So, so many people. Is Brigitte just, she's like whack-a-mole going to Teleronrood. She pops up. She's like, you shouldn't be here. She's like the Teleronrood warden. She shows up. She's not supposed to talk to anybody.
0: Yeah, she's not supposed to talk to anyone. And here she is like,
2: woman. She's like the welcome wagon.
0: Get the fuck out. What are you doing here? Go. You need to go. Seriously, just go.
2: I like that Nynaeve
0: admits in this section that being in Teleron Riod is not as easy for her as she feels it is for Elaine and Egwene. And considering who Nynaeve is and how she's not the best at admitting, especially verbally when she's been wrong or where her shortcomings are, mm-hmm. knowing that she can acknowledge them to herself, I think is a valuable characteristic. And I, I appreciated yeah. that insight into her, that it's like frustrating for her to like, I mean I get that. But even just acknowledging it, like Yeah. Good on you, Nynaeve. I liked that. Good on her.
2: So Nynaeve also encounters a mysterious person number two and this is Oh yeah. Well, I can't really say the name, but she she sees a mysterious person in Teleron Road who looks like Lan. Again, we have this mysterious man who keeps Mm -hmm. popping up and he seems up to no good, and she wakes up screaming, because mm-hmm. he shoots a bow at her, and mm-hmm. she thinks it's Lan, but it's not. That's the
0: theme of the dream, apparently, is to shoot an arrow at Nynaeve, like Brigida does it, and then it happens once she gets to Emmons field, when she's trying to like escape from that arrow, mm-hmm. and then there's this land lookalike shooting at her that freaked me the fuck out too yeah who's and, and then the third mystery person is the person who's walking around ruidian right like there's that's who bergita is warning nynaeve against and so he's just mystery hanging out. yeah so three i mean we know bergita in this one
2: so that's she knows Brigida in this one. She's yeah. like, you! It's yeah. you!
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's no denial. It's just like, you need to leave. You will be dead or worse if that guy gets his hands on you. It must have felt yeah. very urgent for her to come out and say something. Or maybe it's like right. what you said. She's the gre- <laughs> She's the tel- <laughs> telephone greeter. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your visit today if I can help you find anything. It's like a Walmart. Exactly.
1: (laughs) A very dangerous Walmart. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) I mean, where else would you find like bows and arrows and things that you might need in, in an event like this? It's the perfect location. Perfect. So let's see here. Nynaeve wakes up and then Elaine and Nynaeve have their like have another little chat, right? That's what happens. I don't really know if I pulled anything from that. Did you?
2: Yeah, she talks a little bit about Brigida, mm-hmm. and Elena's obviously very hungover.
1: <laughs> they
2: talk a little bit more to Tom and Julen, mm-hmm. and we have the divvying out of information about who they're looking for. Like, yo, we're looking for the Black Aja. This is what they look like,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: now they have acquired. An entire team of Mm -hmm. people helping them look for the Black Aja. They have Tom on the Des De Mar side, who's going to find the nobility and talk to them. We have Julen, who is going about, and I think he's talking about, he's making it sound like he's looking for a lost lover or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... He's going out to places and not saying that he's looking for someone. He's Mm -hmm. going to places and saying, like, oh, like, I lost this person. This is who they are. And he's waiting for people to come to him with Mm -hmm. information. Mm -hmm. So he's got, like, someone in the underbelly, you know, kind of going out and working things from one direction. Mm -hmm. Tom's doing it from another. And then Mm -hmm. Bill Doman has... His posse of ragtag sailors and mm-hmm. people that work on his ship. So he's in a different location with a whole different style approaching mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So they have got their own eyes and ears network. That's going pretty impressive. On right now, and yeah. I love it. Yeah. And if I didn't know anything about Elaine and Nynaeve, mm-hmm. I would almost say that this was fate to Virenness mm-hmm. because it is just so everything
0: falls into place so perfectly
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah right mm-hmm. into their lap kind of i mean they're obviously doing something very dangerous and mm-hmm. everything that they're doing teleronryod searching for the black aja mm-hmm. very dangerous knowing but... the forsaken are loose yeah and this is i don't know like i love bale doman he's a great character Tom love Tom but I have always had a soft spot in my heart for Julian. I just yeah. think that he's a fun addition and I know people think that he's kind of lame and mm-hmm. he's just like a Tom, a less Tom, style Tom. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I don't know. I like him. I like him. I like his weapon, I like his style, I like his trustworthiness mm-hmm. and I like that even though he let them down in the past. He is dead set on making things right.
0: Right. I was actually just, that's exactly what I was just thinking about is like that trait of his, that he very easily, after what happened to him with compulsion and whatnot, he very easily could have just been like, I never want to see these women again. I've let them down. Yeah, like, never and instead again. He's like, nope, nope, I did wrong. I can't live with myself. If I can't make it right in some way. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Get it, guy. Yeah. Love that. Love it. It doesn't hurt that he like wanders around with like a bamboo quarter staff and a conical hat on, like a person who <laughs> gives no fucks about how they look and it comes out cool on top. Like, how does that work? How does that work? I kinda love it. <laughs> Hunter of Trollocs? Yeah, yeah. Chapter 40, Hunter of Trollocs. Perrin, with his growing band of two rivers lads, has been good to his word and hunting has been good. But all good things must come to an end. An attack coming from an unexpected angle sees the first deaths of the young men and leaves Perrin grievously injured. There is one more surprise waiting for the
2: band of wounded hunters as they hear music drifting through the forest. Yeah, this was an interesting one. We're starting off... I love that Varen's storm was Mm -hmm. so unexpectedly strong that it's still lingering like six days. Six days after the storm, it is still wet and rainy, and Karen's hanging out under the apple trees, and that's depressing.
0: Breaking my heart. That's what's happening.
2: Like, wow. He's mourning the loss of his family Mm -hmm. and. On the other side to this, he is, he's got himself an army now. He's Mm -hmm. got about 50, okay, it's hard for me to read this as young men because I see them as boys. I see them as children.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, is kind of easy to see in this, like, age
2: group, you know? Right. Yeah. And... He's got them pretty well trained at this point. They are up in the trees, and mm-hmm. even with his parent senses, he's got mm-hmm. that great wolf brother eyesight. He's even having trouble spotting these guys up in the trees. So, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: when I read that, I felt so like, ooh, like two rivers boys, like up there in the trees, hiding out. They've got their bows. And he's got, like, centuries placed, pretty much. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, all the feels. parents doing it. Mm-hmm. And then we have Lord Luke,
1: mm-hmm.
2: who is such a, oh, this guy. <laughs> Can't stand him, hate him. He comes in, and he's, like, you know, on his big, tall horse being, right. like, Mr. Fancy Pants over here. Mm-hmm. And he is trying to mm-hmm. spread unrest among Perrin's men. And mm-hmm. he's like, The wine spring in, Mistress Alvere, best bread, bread I've ever had. Right. Wouldn't you guys love to just go put your feet up and Right. get dry and have a good meal and Perrin's like Oh, you're you're such a fancy pants, why don't you come out and show us how it's done and you know, mm-hmm. hunt some trollocs with us? And he's like, Yeah, I'm good. Now, nah, Brad. There's Brad guys. <laughs> yeah, and he's also flirting with Fael and she's not into it, but Yeah.
0: But I think isn't it Will, like one of the Two Rivers boys Will who's Will Al Sheen, like, I think Yeah. Or he's something? like, Man, that sounds real good. It sounds like that wine spring in thing. That sounds real good. And parents like, yeah. do you remember that Trolloc cook pot? You remember that? We were all there for that. I mean.
2: It's got work to do.
0: Yeah. Like, they may mm-hmm. not have seen Trollocs in a few days. That doesn't mean they're all gone. You know? And unfortunately, like, there is kind of this. We'll get. To, I mean, we'll get to it. I think. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, what happens next is, like, Gall comes into the camp right and he's like Trollocs this way this many well there
2: was, there was just one more thing that I wanted to say about oh, Luke please. and that's been there are rumors that he's been telling people yes. that he's actually in line to the, one of the borderland thrones
1: mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he's
2: also telling people he's from Murundi, so mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. he's either
2: a liar or mm-hmm. something else something else hmm yeah Hmm. so yes continue sorry (laughs) no no
0: no 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 that actually is a point that i have in my notes so i'm glad that you brought that up as well but just like how gall comes in he tells them their trollocs are like we're gonna make this plan and off they go and i mean they've been successful so far in their trolloc hunting and everything Feels good, and everybody's feeling confident. And of course, mm-hmm. that's when the trollocs come from the wrong direction, and there is death and mayhem. And man, parent losing it on those trollocs, and like for my mother, for my sister, and like my, like almost weeping, thinking about like you know the what anger though? and grief.
2: What that that part hit me hard but i think the other part that even was i don't know why it was such a gut punch but every time he screamed two rivers to me, me. cuz he does it a couple times oh. and i was like oh, like right? oh, i'm getting choked up because i know that they're not all coming not back all coming and back. yeah and they've clearly took major losses i think about 30 men don't mm. come back yeah 20 something 25 i don't remember the exact number but it's
0: it's a high enough i mean just one or two would have been enough of a a burden but on top like to have like 10 times that many like poor parent
2: someone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. told the trollocs what's going on someone's working someone's in cahoots someone's Mm -hmm. a dark friend (laughs) Someone somewhere. (laughs) Someone somewhere. Dark. I wonder who it could be. Right. But all of this happens. Yvonne, one of Alana's warders, comes right in the nick of time and they take down the last fade Mm -hmm. and Perrin gets a pretty gnarly injury with a trollic bow. Yes. Yeah, and I always think it's hilarious, like seeing a trollic like holding a bow because
0: right? I don't know why. To me, like for some odd reason, the bow isn't the size of the trollic, and so it's like almost like a tiny bow, and it's like, ding, like. And I know that's totally not the case, but like in my head, somehow that's how it, it looks.
2: I don't know what's wrong with me. If they're the same size, so- like, if they're made for Trolloc hands, then they would be really, really big, I feel mm-hmm. like. Because, right,
0: yeah. That's, like, that's what know. they should be. In my brain, they're, like, right. tiny.
2: <laughs> a Trolloc would break a little teeny tiny thing because they're big, <laughs> stupid idiots if yeah. they don't have a fade with them. So Perrin gets hit with one of these barbed bows. We learned yeah. that it's barbed later. Here mm-hmm. I am, spoiling things oh, again.
0: Amber. Well, it was me before. We had to take turns today.
2: But Gaul was kind of like, oh, you know, like they were they were coming from the wrong direction. I don't know what happened. And I, I felt bad for Gaul because imagine being Gaul and being like, okay, he was the scout. He was the one mm-hmm. with Bane mm-hmm. and Chiad who mm-hmm. were kind of ahead of the bunch and kind mm-hmm. of like moving about oh this is what I was this is what I forgot to say oh, okay Perrin's men because of the three Aiel that are mm-hmm. there think that there are hundreds of Aiels there are more. That, in the woods yeah <laughs> and I love that because Perrin's just kind of thinking to himself like well if it helps the morale then exactly I'll just let them just let them go ahead and it's believe okay. it but anyways yeah.
0: no no I love I love that too like Part of me wishes that there really was. But I
2: know, I know. I but know. I love
0: their hopefulness.
2: And in another yes. way,
0: it kind of like reinforces that how young they all are. You know? Mm-hmm. That that's like a concept they're holding on to. I mean, it is possible, but is it really? You know? Is it really? Was yeah. it really? Yeah, Gull's Gull coming back and talking about that, like it's almost like I think because he's trained as a warrior. Like, I feel like he almost approaches it in this, like, this is, this is what happens, you know? Like, I'm sure there's a part of him that goes through the process of, man, that fucking sucked, and the other part of it being, like, trained to the point where he's like, you lose men, things do not always fall out according to plan when battle is on the table, if you will.
2: Yeah, I'm just wondering if there's something in the back of his head, you know, thinking, like, he has Toe to Perrin, Mm. because here he is out on this expedition because Mm -hmm. Perrin saved his life, and now a big mistake was made, but it's not necessarily anyone's fault. Yeah. Oh, interesting, interesting. And Perrin's the one who's (laughs) dealing with it the
0: hardest. Paul's like, find me a white robe.
2: You can't find one, I'll just run around naked. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a bunch of very injured men Mm -hmm. kind of hobbling off. They need to find a farm and they need to find it fast. They need bandages Mm -hmm. and they need to clean wounds.
1: Mm -hmm. They need to
2: rest. They need to rest. Mm -hmm. And Perrin is so injured he can't walk. And Mm -hmm. he mentions all the injured men like find him a horse and he can't walk himself Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's basically where it ends with him reciting the names of his missing men and Mm -hmm. kind of just hating himself and feeling stupid like he let them down and as they as the chapter closes out we hear music in the distance
0: ta-da tinkers (laughs) Mm-hmm. The only other thing that I wanted to just like touch on from the chapter is how they put on the appearance that they could fight if they needed to. Because oh yes, one of yes. the the Madral was taken down, but the Trollocs were not like linked it's to the late. Madral. Yeah. So now there's just like a roving band of leaderless Trollocs out there, and they'll do. A-muck,
2: a-muck, a-muck, yes. a-muck, a-muck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. Like, that's, and I mean, it seems to work, right? Like, parent can smell Trollocs for, for a bit, and then they seem to, like, kind of fade away before they're able to, like, hobble their way into the Tinker's camp. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> now, do you should we do the next chapter? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so chapter 41 is Among the Tuatha'an. The Aiel break off from the main camp as the wagons of the Tuatha'an come into sight. Perrin and the others are kindly greeted and Perrin realizes he has been with these people before. What are the chances? <laughs> Sorry. The big reveal of the chapter happens when Perrin asks Fail about her father and then Perrin shares his own secret with her. With his injury tended to and his drink drugged, Perrin falls asleep to the sweet murmurings of his fierce girlfriend. Yes.
2: My wolf king. Yeah, the king of the wolves. <laughs> love how she's like, my dad would love that. <laughs> I like how this chapter starts out with how I just love everyone's description of the tinkers where it's like it's like, oh my god, those colors are like aggressive. <laughs> right. <laughs> It like, no sane
0: person would ever choose that <laughs> color. I'm pretty sure that's what parents right. says. <laughs> like
1: and you're now so after judgy. this
2: show and the right. dreadlocks, all I can think of is Sideshow Bob from The mm. Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Tinkers, uh, this, was, this was fun, actually. Mm-hmm. So... I needed some levity and the Tinkers, there's a little bit of it, kind of. Kind of I think of. we all needed it. Yeah. We've got Gaul and Bane and Chiad, like as soon as they see the Tuatha on, they're like, Yeah, we're getting the fuck we're, out of here. we we would rather sleep in the wet woods than with these people.
0: Right. And they don't even know yet. Like this is just like the general distaste of IEL for Tuatha'an. Like but isn't
2: Gala clan chief? No, no,
0: that's Ruark. So. No, yeah. I think I think he's been kind of marked as potential
1: mm-hmm.
0: candidate for uh, becoming okay. a clan chief, but I don't think he's been through anything in Ruidian at this point. Yeah, you're right. So and I mean I th- like to me when I I think when I've read that in the past I've just been like, Oh, of course that totally makes sense. But I hadn't necessarily realized just how strong that distaste for the Twathon is among the IEL, mm-hmm. Yeah. So they go off, and it was, Chad is like, Maiden's Kiss time? Are we doing it? What do you think?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, those IEL. But we get to the Tinker Camp, and Perrin recognizes rain and he's like saying the words you're welcome warms my spirit and all of Perrin's men are like what What is this (laughs) and Uh. everyone realizes that not only does Perrin know these people like not like of them he Mm -hmm. personally knows them Mm -hmm. He also knows the weird language of their greetings Mm -hmm. that's very odd. So, like, everyone's just kind of gobsmacked, and Perrin is, you know, injured, and Rains looking around at everything and all of the people, and the Tuatha'an are, like, very quickly, like, mobilized, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even though that they were in mid... Nighttime celebration. Mm-hmm. I, guess. Like, I don't know. They party every night. maybe pre <laughs> bedtime I, I party. Really, yeah, I really don't know the party. <laughs> party don't stop till it's 8 in the morning. Right. Kind situation. Those two are on. Well, Everyone should follow it? the I way mean, of the
0: leaf. It sounds like so much fun.
2: It sounds I, exhausting. Well, it sounds the, exhausting. <laughs> I was going to say the other
0: part of it, though, like the non-meat thing, like I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that
2: yeah they have they have to have meat they are not feeding those mastiffs carrots okay yeah but i mean somewhere
0: is it isn't that kind of addressed in the tv show where like they're walking by a carcass of an animal and the mastiffs are like chowing down on it and parents like you let your dogs do violence or something i don't know and aram is like well yeah they're animals they're beasts like that's what they do like we don't stop them from doing that but I don't yeah. know if that means that they kill the animals or if they just they just hope there's some form the of dogs carcass only get fast roadkill. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah.
2: There's one Lily Tinker time. at the end of the caravan that's, like, scraping up, like, dead <laughs> beavers off the side of Putting the road. Putting it into, like, like, a barrel. They're like, this will be for the dogs later. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> that's, so gross. that's why Aram is so ready to GTFO. <laughs> he was the designated cleaner scraper. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh my god gross yeah i don't know i don't know like if if i drop a fruit or vegetable on the floor my dogs are disdainful like yeah. they don't even care they know the difference in the sound even they're like nope
2: not even getting up for that <laughs> not worth it not worth it unless it's what like I'm saying though meat dog can't survive on random roadkill that you maybe come up and see once every few weeks.
0: I mean, those are big dogs. They're big dogs. Mastiffs are really big dogs. They eat a lot of food. And I mean, wouldn't you be concerned about their health if they're eating, like, carcass No, they're too busy
2: partying every night. (laughs) It's the way of the leaf, man.
0: Party time. Not feeding your dog time. I don't know.
2: Anyways, Perrin tells him, you'll find the song eventually. He doesn't care. He's injured. He needs help. (laughs) He didn't even care when Gall was like, we're not sleeping here. He was like, don't care. Whatever.
0: Whatever. Got other
2: things going on.
0: Take care of yourself. You're a grown man. You got this.
2: Yeah. So Isla's there. She's surprised Mm. to see Perrin. And they get his shirt and clothes off and they're trying to figure out what to do about this barbed arrow. Yeah. We've got a poultice being made and mm-hmm. put around it, but they can't get the arrow out. And then we have Fail dropping the bomb <laughs> of who her of who her parents really are. Right.
0: I think Fi Fah- I mean, I think Fahil at this point has realized that she has to tell perrin eventually and she's just been like my father says this and my father says this and then perrin's like who's your dad
2: i mean really fail who's your dad one moment he's a ice pepper trader the next he's a wool merchant like i what he knows <laughs> about the furs
0: place. he knows about battles and politics now he's and like general yeah who who's your dad Fayo, like let's let's just do this now. And she's like, mm-hmm. well, I guess I guess there's no time like the present. And she's like, my father is Davram Bashir, Lord Bashir of, Salvema, of House of Bashir, blah, blah, blah. Lord
2: of Bashir, Tyr of right? Sidonia, Guardian of the Blightboard, Defender of the Heartland, <laughs> Marshal General, the Queen Tanobia, and her uncle. And her uncle.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It
0: theme is of, a weird episode. <laughs>
2: I feel like Robert Jordan's titles are just wonderful. Lan Mm -hmm. has some really good ones, too. It's real Mm -hmm. long as well. But I like that in this world, like some people get these very extravagant, very long titles. It Mm -hmm. reminds me of, and obviously Game of Thrones came after this, Mm -hmm. but A Song of Ice and Fire came after this, but I always think of Daenerys and her title. It's like, man, <laughs> if that's not like a little nod to Robert Jordan, mm-hmm. I don't know what. It's oh, very no, that's fun. so fun. That's so fun. So yeah, she's Lady Bashir. Yeah. Yeah. Hunter for the horn.
0: Her reaction to duty is so different than Lan and his like duty is heavier than a mountain or whatever it is that he's always saying that i should totally have memorized by now and totally don't (laughs) (laughs) it's like what six words maybe but she's like duty mountains
2: feathers whatever whatever
0: whatever like fuck that duty shit i'm gonna go become a hunter for the horn like, she didn't mm-hmm. want the responsibility that was being thrust on her, so she made a choice and did something different. And, I mean, granted, she's not severe, and so she doesn't have a bunch of, like, extra pulls around her to, like, determine what she is going to do. But simultaneously, like, I just find that really interesting where she's like, fuck duty. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm leaving. I'm not doing this.
2: I don't blame her. I kind of like her more for it, truth be told. Yeah, and we now we learn who taught her all of her grappling—not mm-hmm. really grappling, but her like
0: her ability to like fighting. fight with her hands
2: and and knife. Yeah, because like... I totally forgot that both of her elder brothers had died. Me too. And that that leaves her like next in line, mm-hmm. and I think her father kind of knew the type of person she is, so she got this older man assigned to her kind of teaching her mm-hmm.
1: hand-to-hand
2: combat sort mm-hmm. of so handy to know that's cool mm-hmm. that's cool yeah you know, we learned that her mother always wanted her to marry a king who splits trolls <laughs> with a sword <laughs> and she's like you've got an axe you've got that'll an axe. work i suppose that right Can you tell her that you're the king of the wolves, please? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that because, like,
0: as she comes clean about who she is, Perrin, in turn, tells her the truth about his eyes, his wolf connection. Does he tell her about the wolf dream as well? Like, I feel like he tells her everything in this moment. I don't feel like there's anything that he's kept from her, but I can't remember for sure. That was one of the things that he had like decided to keep for himself. Regardless, I don't remember either. Yeah. yeah, Like, but they they now know each other more fully, and I think that like it's a it's a good progression to see because instead of like flipping out, like you lied to me and you held something back from me, and now I hate you and I'm gonna stomp off and have a tantrum, blah blah blah. They're like, mm-hmm.
2: I love you, Wolf King. She said, yeah, the way that the chapter ends is her forcing a disgusting concoction down his (laughs) mouth and saying, sleep, my wolf king.
0: Oh, I just love it. It's so sweet. Like, I understand that Fayil gets a lot of hate and I've I've stumbled across quite a bit of it recently while like looking up stuff for our chapters that has just astonished me with just like, yeah,
2: tell me just like the.
0: The vehemence that goes in behind these things. Like, she is the worst (laughs) character ever. I hate everything about the way that she's written. She's mean. She's bossy. She beats people up. Like, and I'm like, I kind of, kind of love this relationship that she's developing with Perrin. There are some really sweet and relatable moments. And the fact that they do have this moment of honesty, I think, says so much about. Who they are now and who they are potentially going to become.
2: Yeah, this is one of the better fail and Perrin moments I think of so. the story.
0: Yeah, despite her drugging him, that's not cool. Don't drag your partner, even if you think it's for their benefit. <laughs> <you> know, <when laughs> do it, like. But
1: I understand,
2: I understand. That had to be done, Tracy. I know, I know, It had know. to be done. I, just, I have, I have. What do you want him to do, die? no. <laughs>
0: I just have very weird feelings about, like, drugging drinks and then giving them to people with them being unaware of it. Like, that, it just...
2: He's totally aware. He's like, this tastes like dirt. Why do women have to <laughs> <laughs> always make people take such disgusting Potions. drinks? Potions. Potions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, that's, that's like, the, that's the wrap-up on the chapter is, like, her whispering to him to, to sleep and i think it's sweet like i just like this
2: yeah so let's yeah. get this other one out of the way yeah yeah up yeah on yeah oh my gosh yep we
0: sure are chapter 42 a missing leaf with the closing of Perrin's eyes dreams come instantly the wolf dream that is a cloud of ravens draws Perrin to the way gate at Benethrin, where he realizes it is no longer locked and is in fact opening to allow someone or something through We have ourselves a little moment with Slayer again, but no real confrontation before Perrin wakes again. There's a touchy-feely goodbye with the Tinkers before the journey back to Emmons Field begins. When they reach their destination, there is shock at the change of the little village that could. But they are greeted as heroes before the injured are taken care of. Yeah. Emmons Field is the little village that could. This is such a plucky little village. I just love it.
2: (laughs) Oh, I love that. He's in the wolf dream. Mm-hmm. He's got his axe. He mm-hmm. chose his axe in mm-hmm. the wolf dream. Mm-hmm.
0: Because at first it was his hammer.
2: Mm-hmm. And he knows that Slayer is out there mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he's been crisscrossing back and forth the two rivers.
1: Mm-hmm. Looking
2: to see where he can find this guy. Mm-hmm. And... He's also thinking about Fael and all mm-hmm. of this information that she just gave him. Women are wondrous strange. <laughs> right. Okay. And he notices the ravens flying towards the mountain. That's why he follows mm-hmm. that direction and mm-hmm. that's when he sees the way gate. Mm-hmm. And he's like, seems normal. And he's about but... ready to leave.
0: Mm-hmm. This is why I was like, loyal totally should have just pocketed the other the leaf leaf. like he just should have put it in his pocket like leaving them both on the outside like that just felt so vulnerable to me like i knew it was gonna happen i've read the books before but like
2: let's destroy the ways burn it
0: they don't need it like we don't need it we understand how dangerous it is and yes it has served a purpose however like in this, in this particular case where there's a very real possibility that this is how the Trollocs are getting in and out of the two rivers, like, why? Why? Why would you even chance it? Why wouldn't you take that other leaf with you? And now here we have, of course, our vulnerability. It's, it's opening in front of him while he's in Teleron Road. He is seeing that it is being used for sure.
2: Like... Yeah, there's no question about it. Choices. Yeah. And this is the first time, too, he's kind of dashing away, and he realizes that he can see this Slayer character, and this is the first time that he's gotten a good look at him. And we've got the coat, which is a Borderlander cut, and his face looked enough like lands to Mm -hmm. be the warder's brother so Mm -hmm. everyone in Teleron Road is seeing the same guy it's Mm -hmm. official no ifs ands or buts about that Mm -hmm. but Perrin knows that land does not have any living relatives but this dude is wearing a hidori, Mm -hmm. and he's kind of like it can't be he can't be from or just Wouldn't make any sense,
0: yeah. Like, Lan is he says that Lan is the last surviving Malkyrie, and I was like, How you sound real sure
2: about that? (laughs) I know, right? Like, there were no refugees, no one at all. How do you know?
0: (laughs) Like, maybe no living Malkyrie nobility outside of Lan. I'd
2: buy that, or maybe no Malkyrie in the fact that they no longer have a nation, so they are Mm. therefore no longer a people.
1: But then that would be like saying land isn't.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. know. Yeah, like that would just kind of, I was like, really, you just, you seem so sure of yourself. Why? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have like a little conversation. Who is the renegade
2: that Slayer is talking about? The renegades and finally found it. I've I've no idea. Okay. I don't know. I I can't say it either. Like I have ideas. I mean, well yeah I can. Sure, why not? Does it have anything to do with Dark Hounds?
0: I don't know. My first thought was Pod and because he's talking about a renegade in the two rivers and like Pot and Fane seems to have like this I'm a dark friend but I'm out for my own yeah, agenda.
2: That would make sense.
0: Yeah, okay. And I, I maybe there's a place where this gets confirmed. I don't really remember. And that's why I wanted to ask like if you if you knew or had some ideas.
2: That would make sense. Yeah. But Slayer is doing a neat trick. He's kind of forced Perrin to come in close, Mm -hmm. and he's hiding, talking from, like, behind him somewhere in some concealed spot. Mm -hmm. And Perrin makes the decision to get out of there because he needs to go warn everyone about the way gate, but he's been fed this nasty concoction, Mm -hmm. so he, like, can't
1: quite Mm -hmm.
2: get out of the wolf dream. Mm-hmm. and there's a tense moment where you're like oh no is he is he gonna make it out but
1: he does
2: he just steps into a regular dream and i think that that's yeah. really
0: fun that we see this transition from like being in mm-hmm. Rio to making the choice to mm-hmm. be in just a dream and i don't know if we've really had like a smooth transition
2: like that yet from teleronrio Rio. yeah he even went into a dream where it's with him and Fael so it was like that was his comfort zone. Yeah. And you could almost think that he feels protected in her presence, which I think Aww. is saying a lot.
0: Yeah. He does say at one point when he he sees her that he trusts his bow, his axe and her. And mm-hmm. like it makes her both sad and pleased at the same time, which I think is, you know, kind of understandable. That's a very mixed reaction yeah. statement, really. <laughs> like, how do you want me to respond
2: to that? That's it? That's all? But yeah. Yeah. So we move to not the wolf dream, not our dream dream, and mm-hmm. Isla is there, and she and Fael are helping him dress. He was moving around a lot in his sleep and they Mm -hmm. were really concerned about him rolling onto this barbed bow that's inside of him Mm -hmm. yeah and we need to get him out of here we need Mm -hmm. to get that thing taken care of we have a little talk about the tiganza And Fayil is like, oh, if you think the (laughs) Taganza is something, wait till I (laughs) dance the Sassara for you. (laughs) He will not let this go, ever. I love that. I love
0: that Isla has, like, a shocked gasp at hearing (gasps) (gasps) Fayil.
2: Young lady. My goodness. Blushing furiously on your behalf. It has to be, like like belly dancing or something right like that's... that's what i always picture is like just like <laughs> could you imagine though if it was something really really bad like square dancing but <laughs> <laughs> but where a scottish reel <laughs> But they don't know any better, so they think Uh, that it's, like, very sexy. (laughs) It's
0: just, like... Right. (laughs) All this joyous leaping about is so hot. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's hilarious. I
2: love that. So Perrin is now concerned about the on because way gate's open, Trolloc's Mm -hmm. pouring out, so Mm -hmm. he's trying to get the on to move with him and go back yep. to Emmonsfield, field. And his Taviran pull almost, almost works on rain, but the rest of the Tuatha'an, they're not having it. <laughs> the children are, like, clutching mm-hmm. their mother's skirts, like, no, right? we don't want to ah! go. So. No, Mom, no. What about our nightly parties? Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so goodbyes are said except for Aram who is standing off to the side with a shovel and a bag of (laughs) dead badgers. (laughs) I don't know. I got a badger in a bag for you. A dead one. It's not in a mat way. (laughs) Rain and Perrin say goodbye. They talk about the song. Uh And then as soon as they're out of the Tuatha'an camp, Gull just pops up and yeah yeah Parent asks what's wrong with Gaul and Gaul because because Perrin is like so did you play Maiden's Kiss and did you play Maiden's Gaul's Kiss like
1: <laughs>
0: <What?"> <laughs> <laughs> just one more time one more mean? time that that happens what? I mean maybe not we haven't gotten to Emmonsfield Field yet and that's definitely true. a moment yes yeah yeah although I have to say Gaul's assessment of women in this moment feels a bit harsh. Like, what does he like, say? Is like he says, like women. That woman is a medrall has less cunning than a woman. Let's see. Here. And a trollic fights with more honor. And a goat has more sense. <laughs> I don't know. Oh,
2: <laughs> that's so mean. I mean, I'm pretty sense free at times, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about, cun- being
0: more cunning than, or like a woman being more cunning than a Merdral. That just is like, wow, wow, that's the comparison you're going for? It feels so mean. I would take it It as a
2: compliment. Yeah, I'm cunning. Right? I mean, really? Sure. Okay. Then a merdral? A merdral has less cunning than a woman. I'm, you know, like, cunning could be a positive description of someone. Sure, okay. So there's that. And a trollic fights with more honor than a woman. So you know what? If... If I am outsized by someone who is stronger and bigger, I am not fighting with any honor. I will be all (laughs) claws and nails and teeth and scratching and and fighting. Yeah. If it came down mm-hmm. to it, that's what I would like to think. I don't know. I've never been in that situation. <laughs> but neither have I. <laughs> sometimes, the, sometimes fighting without honor is an okay thing. So whatever, it's, golf. Sometimes you just gotta. Whatever, you just gotta. Whatever. Yeah. And
1: a goat has I was more just sense. Like, Man.
0: Well, okay, that one <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I mean, on several days out of the week, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh. Won't even try to argue on that one. Yeah. Yeah. This is another point where, like, Parent brings up Hey, Fayal, remember that dance you said you were gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> and I think, like, the conversation shakes out to, like, him saying actually something really sweet where he's like, You already make my heart rave, yes. like, without doing anything. And I'm like, Oh, Parent. Mm-hmm. And she's like, You're too clever for me. Like, <sighs> I don't care. My romantic heart just loves this; just
2: loves it. Yeah, it, this these are good Karen and Fayeel chapters, and I mean, for, they obviously have some bumps along the road, but mm-hmm. we can be happy with these ones.
0: Relatable,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Bumps along the road are relatable, so they grow, they grow together, and I think that that's cool.
2: They move along to Emmonsfield, and at this point, the men are even singing songs and. It is just a really fun chapter. Like, I, after mm-hmm. so much, there's just this moment of, like, they've been run ragged, they're injured, but now they're, like, heading home. Like, a, I don't know, mm-hmm. the, the heroes are headed home. But
0: Yeah. I was thinking about this, like, them singing and tromping along, like, the day after friends of theirs have died and i was thinking like how personal this moment may have been for robert jordan being a young man who was in battle i'm sure he lost friends and i'm sure sometimes the only way to deal with it is to pick yourself up and yeah sing you know like be grateful for being alive and it just like it sat with me very different this time thinking about his personal history mm-hmm. attached to this this moment
2: would agree would agree
0: yeah thanks thanks but then they get to emmons field Ooh boy they've been busy all the trees are gone wow the trees are gone the forest is what is it like 500 something leagues i mean it there's like it reminds me big
2: gap. of faldara where mm. when we get to the walls of faldara they need to be able to see as far out as possible, so that there is yep. nothing that can approach, surprise them. And surprise them. Yeah, and this goes yeah. back to my documentary watching, where I think someone was surprised, <laughs> like visiting somewhere in Africa. They're like, "Oh, like this little like not a, it's like a little village that." Mm-hmm. This tribe lived in, and they're like, "There's nothing here," and they're like, "Yeah, we have to make sure that there's nowhere for lions to hide." And I'm like, "Oh, wow, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. It does. Yeah." And then they have like the they've got the stakes, catapults, waist high stakes, stakes. catapults. They have been. They are ready. Right. They're rocking and rolling, right. and I love this moment with varin because mm, mm-hmm. oh we didn't talk about the flag they've got a wolf head flag right flying with a, i think it's right red and white which would be the manethrin colors
0: yep and i mean also andor's colors like red yeah yeah like i think morges and elaine wear a lot of like red and is that right
2: yeah, I would, I think red, definitely, because in Eye of the World, there's the factions, and the red means you're a good queensman. Yes. Good queensman. Yes. So. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, like, because, I mean,
0: he, Perrin's shocked by this wolf head banner, because, I mean, what the fuck, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And then Varen's like, people need symbols, Perrin, like...
2: Yes. Alana
0: told people some stories about how Trollocs are afraid of wolves. Alana, what made you think to tell those stories? She, are you thinking about... Is she
2: trying to ingratiate herself to Perrin? Or, like... She, well, she's lost a warder, so... -hmm, she looking for a new one? Because right? Fael. Yeah. I, I don't know if Alana would stand a chance against Fael. <laughs> <laughs> Even with her channel. power or not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I would drag her in her sleep unique. and take her out.
0: Be like, you're done. Yep. You're done. Yeah. That's, it. That's interesting to think about. I hadn't thought about it in, like, that perspective. That per- perhaps this is, like, an ingratiating move. Well,
2: she's been she's, sneaking she's away, and we don't know mm-hmm. why. I don't think we ever find out what she was doing, but... Yeah. I get the sense that Robert Jordan was, like trying to put a question mark above her head and say, like, maybe we can't mm-hmm. trust her. She's sneaking about mm-hmm. because someone's mm-hmm. giving Trollocs inside tips and
1: mm-hmm. we've got some mm-hmm.
2: people in town, some randos that we shouldn't trust, so maybe that was just, mm-hmm. she's one of them that we're supposed to look at. Yeah. But...
0: Is Parent aware of the Black Aja? Like, I feel as though, like, A lot of people have been told, but I don't know if Perrin is one of them.
2: I don't think so, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I couldn't say yes or no. But I want to get to Varen, because Varen is inspecting Perrin's wounds, and she's making noises like, ooh, yeah, Like this is bad. We need Alana, and we need her quick. She can see Mm -hmm. that it's already starting to foul up, even with this Mm -hmm. great poultice Mm -hmm. that the Tuatha'an had done, and Mm -hmm. I love what she does here. It makes so much sense. So she yells at this young girl, and she's like, you, go find Mm -hmm. Day's Conger. She -hmm. needs to tend to these men, these wounded men, and Mm -hmm. she's telling this girl to demand it of Days Conger who we mm-hmm. know Days Conger is not <laughs> one to be told something especially by a young girl but right it reminded me of something that happens all the way at the very end of the season <laughs> yeah. where if you want someone to show up do something mm-hmm. to insult them and they will come stomping mm-hmm. over and Mm -hmm. I assume this is what Baron was doing, like, get her nice and mad so she comes quick.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep.
2: Make her move.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. I love that. I also like how Perrin keeps like questioning her, like, the things that she's saying, the way that she's behaving. I mean, he's very suspicious of both of them, which is why I was like, is Perrin aware of Black Aja? Like, among the Aes Sedai, or is he just being skeptical of their their motives out of just
2: regular suspicion? Since the beginning, he doesn't think that he can trust Aes Sedai, and he's kind of wavered on it.
1: Mm-hmm. But...
2: I don't know. I mean, he's had help from Varen now, like freeing the mm-hmm. Luhans and the coffins. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. maybe he thinks he can trust Varen now, but Alana? Mm-hmm.
0: Not so much. He hasn't
2: spent as much time with her, so maybe she's a question mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't think I have anything else for this, unless we want to, like, roll into spoiler land. How are you feeling?
2: Only other thing that I wanted to say is that Varen is now out in the open. Her and the Warders have revealed themselves yes. to the Emmonsfielders, to Rivers people and mm-hmm. it's apparent now, like they're fighting. They're ready. And mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The Warders have even been helping Prepare defenses. Yes, for Emmonsfield as and well. And I'm getting goosebumps like,
2: thinking about where it goes.
0: Right, right. Because I mean, those defenses. Right.
2: Good stuff. I mean, if we've got them.
0: Good stuff. It is wild how close we are to the end of this book already, and how much is still coming. It's exciting. It's
2: exciting. Yeah. Okay. If you like what you hear, rate and review us anywhere you listen to the podcast. This helps new listeners find the show. This podcast
0: is brought to you by you. If you'd like to fund the show and receive cool stuff while doing it, check out The Road to and on Patreon. All tiers can join us weekly for live
2: recordings on our Discord server. Lastly, our Wheel of Time shop has a new web address and international shipping is finally live. Find all the links in our show notes and thanks for listening and joining us on the road to Tar So, spoilers. Spoilers! What do you got? Mostly, like,
0: one of the ones that I have is Lord Luke talking about or, like, the rumor of him being a Borderland king of some kind and then, of course, like, Perrin being like, Lana's the last on the mac but that is not the case because we know that Lord Luke is also Esam. Esam. Mm-hmm. lands and like, cousin
2: cousin right yes.
0: okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah i looked that up before we started recording because there's also the way that he looks at Gaul as he's walking
2: by mm-hmm. him and like there's a that moment makes sense. there's a moment where they make eye contact and Gaul goes very stone faced mhm
0: yeah and I, i'm thinking about like who Isam is was mm-hmm. not really quite sure how I guess is since it's they're combined like these two personalities are combined and how he grew up in the town yeah like he has seen these Iel men who could channel who like roam through the town the red veils yes yeah and so like I'm I'm like is this childhood trauma. <laughs> Is is that why you're giving Gaul a weird look? Like, I don't blame you if it is because holy fuck. Like, what a... What a childhood. Right. What
2: a time. What a time. I mean, this guy has got to be in, like... How is he even remotely with it? You know what I mean? Like, how... I don't know.
0: I don't know. I have no idea. Like, the, the creation of this character always confuses me. Like, I just don't completely understand... This blend of characters. It's kind of cool. Like, we get a return of Green's brother and a return of Family for Land, but in this like weird, dark way. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't completely. His
2: storyline goes on forever. Way too forever. long. Ever. And it was like, way too in my opinion, sorry if anyone likes it, but I found it to be so anticlimactic <laughs> and so.
1: Right? Boring.
2: This whole, like, fighting in the wolf dream. That one chapter towards the end, even the one where I think it's the Just a Weave chapter, I remember I listened to that because I I couldn't read it. I couldn't get through it. And I was like, I'm going to just throw Mm. on headphones. And I cleaned my entire upstairs and mopped. And this was when (laughs) I lived in the, in German, it's a Dachwohnung. It's like an A-frame. Okay roof Mm -hmm. apartment anyways so like it was all wood paneling on the roof there and I (laughs) mopped it top to bottom the ceiling to the floors with this chapter and I just think like oh my god this was like the longest the longest moment of my life I couldn't wait for it to be over (laughs) This is I how much that. I hate Lord Luke. This is how much I hate Slayer. It was just... Yeah. It was... I just... I Too much. It, it's an unnecessary plot point. Too like much. that's just it. It's... Yeah. Kill him it's too much. Kill him at the end of The Shadow Rising. Right. Off him. Right. Great Amazon Duh. Prime Video. If you're listening... And we know you get, are. Give him the... <laughs> cut it. Cut. Let's get rid of cut him. it out. Be done. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. We don't need. It. We don't need him. We really don't. I mean, seriously, just cut the whole character. I mean, how confusing is Slayer potentially going to be for a TV audience, especially if it gets drawn out the way that it does in the fucking book series? Especially if
2: you can't really explain it in one episode because mm-hmm. they can't say like, "Oh, it's Lan's cousin and T-Grain's brother," right. because nobody's there who knows that. So, like, that's mm-hmm. gonna get drawn out, and at that point. How long, how long? I let fingers crossed. I can't even finish my sentence. Fingers crossed, he doesn't even show up. Don't need him.
0: I'd be cut. okay with that. I would be totally okay with that. Keep
2: it cut. Cut.
0: Cut. That is definitely a cut for me. I don't know if I had anything other than that. Do you have anything?
2: The one thing about Alana and Varen, I know people who listen to our podcast probably know, like, I. Always thought that there was something very fishy going on with the Varen. And I dislike Alana for totally other reasons. But I think it's interesting that we're trying to be very... Like, Robert Jordan is trying to put a lot of suspicion on her. In reality, she's mm-hmm. probably just, like, going out to the woods to cry. And, like, that's it. Like, she's disappearing. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously... yeah slayer lord luke who's informing the trollocs of mm-hmm. plans but alana's behavior definitely looks suspicious yeah. don't be suspicious
1: don't be suspicious
0: yeah and i mean i think i think we know like when you were talking about ingratiating herself with perrin like is she out looking for another warder like we know alana is in an unsteady enough mental place mm-hmm. that yes, she's not necessarily going to wait for permission. She likes her Taviran. Right. She likes them young and she likes them from the two rivers. Yeah. <laughs> but I I I have to wonder if maybe if maybe she feels as though not bonding parent was a missed opportunity. And so, like, when she saw Rand, she was like, not, not this time, mm-hmm. not this time. Yeah. Like, someone has to have a handle on at least one of these Tavarin kids, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just doing it.
2: Okay, uh, this is, I'm going back to my Varen dislike here. Mm-hmm. For Varen to not drag her ass, Alana, back to the White Tower for... hmm I don't know, like the penance of one of the most mm-hmm. pretty, like hardcore crimes you can do as an Aes Sedai. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. but nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. They just let it go. Nothing happens. That's true. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Knowing who's in charge at the time. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, maybe
0: it just felt pointless, like the with the tower being split and everything, right. and like. Maybe like Varen hasn't at that point really decided like allegiance to which side. And so it was just better to keep Alana with them. But at the same time, like none of them really act as though this is a big deal when it happens.
2: I mean, we even, Varen is there when it happens. And she's just like, well, that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like this tongue lashing that you would, I don't know. No. You would expect something worse, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, shield her until you decide what to do with her. Just something. I mean,
0: this, as far as Aes Sedai are concerned, that is a heinous crime. Yeah. And they're all just like, oh, well, Alana's unbalanced. You gotta take these. I guess it is know. what it is.
2: Yeah. I just. All right, guys. And I also wonder, too, if there's a bigger motivation for Varen where I, mm-hmm. I even questioned if this wasn't something that she instigated. Because mm-hmm. now they have a walking Rand GPS and Varen can oh yeah follow Alana around because Alana's gonna know everywhere he's at, at least in the direct
1: at yeah. least in the direction that
2: Rand goes. And yeah, so we know that Varen is a double agent, so to speak. hmm So it could work in the ways of, like, her being Black Aja and being like, oh, like, I found a way to keep track on him. Good job, Black Aja. Mm-hmm. Like, see, guys, I'm doing my part. Mm. But then she can also, since she's not really a Black Aja, she can actually be around to save him and help him if she mm-hmm. needs to be. So, mm-hmm. like, it's also makes me that more angry because i'm like Varen like that was messed up but i guess like mm-hmm. what's more messed up taking away someone's consent or the end of all of humanity and i'm wondering what Varen would decide the answer to that is
0: mm-hmm. yeah interesting interesting she's a gray mm-hmm.
2: character I don't even think she's gray. I think she falls more into like dark than light.
1: (laughs) Oh, interesting. I see. I would.
0: I think of her as a fairly great character. For me, she is.
2: I'm just saying, like on the scale of white to black and gray being in the middle, she's a little bit further.
1: Mm -hmm. She's a little bit darker. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. So when people kind of
2: tote her as this, like wonderful fairy godmother i'm like nope Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hey, i don't
0: i don't necessarily see her that <laughs> way i mean she got kicked out of formatting permanently banned and exiled for what for what like you don't get permanently banned and exiled for like baking everyone
2: cookies maybe it's just for being you know? a channeler and that's it
0: i don't know i just don't know we just don't know but we are at an hour 30 did you have anything
2: else you wanted to add? Only thing is Tom must be feeling all types of ways right now that Elaine recognized him. Mm-hmm. But didn't he kill Tarengale? I, I believe, or no, or I can this, say for sure there are implied. rumors. Or it's implied.
0: I think, I think it's more implied. That Tom may have had something to do with Taringale's death. whether or not that's confirmed, I don't know.
2: Okay, so yeah, he he fell off of a two-story building. He fell off his horse. We don't know. like <laughs> it was Tom, but no, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like Tom has to be feeling a lot of feelings right now with mm-hmm. Elaine recognizing him. And him being like that big of a part of Morghaza's life. Mm-hmm. Now I think Tom has like realized like he's in this. Like he was mm-hmm. always going to look out for Elaine. That's why he's there on this mission. But I think like now he's like, Oh, like I'm tied to this young girl now. Like mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. the end of this, until Tarman Gaiden is what it feels like. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. He does like end up having like kind of a paternal guardian like role for her in some ways once she stops flirting with him. See,
2: so many people think that she's flirting with him. I do not.
0: <laughs> Later in the books, I think she is getting a bit a bit flirty.
1: Like, I don't know. and I
2: think I think she's just trying to figure it out. I'll have to reread that because I refuse to. (laughs) I don't want to see that, (laughs) obviously.
0: (laughs) Uh. I've always thought she was being a bit flirty, but that's.
2: I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll see it differently this time. Who knows? And on that note, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we shall wrap it up. Wrap it up. Thanks so much for joining us. We will continue to release new episodes every Wednesday. We would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave us reviews, and share us with your friends in the Wheel of Time community.
0: Let us know what you thought of our content, correct us, send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes, and if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes.
2: We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop. So until next week, thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalan.